In this week's parsha, we find an extremely bizarre and unique Jewish law, the halacha of Egla Arufa. The Torah states, Ki If you find a corpse, Noifil Besada, lying out in the field, It is not known who killed him. And the Pasik says the elders and the judges go out and they measure the cities that are around the corpse. And the Torah goes on to describe that the heads of the town must decapitate a calf. And during the ceremony, the Zekenim are obligated to declare, We are not responsible for this bloodshed. And Rashi asked the obvious question, Should we even fathom that the elders, the most righteous people of the town, would be culpable for murder? Rashi answers, obviously not. It only means that they declare that they didn't observe the victim leaving without accompanying him out of town. There's an obvious question. Let's say they did escort him out of town, and they even walked him a few extra feet. But what if this person had a journey of many miles to travel? So how does it help him that he was escorted for a few feet? He still had to go through a great distance through treacherous and often dangerous roads all by himself. So what exactly did they accomplish by accompanying him if for most of his journey he was still left unprotected? The morale says something fascinating. When you accompany a traveler from your house out to the road and onto his journey and thereby show that you care and have compassion for your fellow Yid, that act of Levoya affords him special protection from above. So even though you only accompanied him for a fraction of his long, arduous trip, Hashem values that small gesture as he sees that you are sympathetic and sensitive to your fellow Jew. So the Rabbani Shloinim says, you did your job, I'll take it from here. I'll accompany him for the rest of his way. I'll protect him for the remainder of his journey. The mitzvah of Lavoya, escorting someone, is teaching us a deep fundamental lesson in Yiddishkeit. It's not about how much of the road you traveled and what you accomplished that matters. It's the intent that counts. People look at an unaffiliated deed, be it a neighbor or co-worker, and they think, why am I wasting my time trying to draw him closer to Yiddishkeit? He's so far gone. He has such a long way to go. I'd rather put my focus and energy into something more productive, something that has more potential. But we never know how much of an impact one small gesture can have on another person. One deed, one act, a Shabbos invite, a sincere smile, a compliment, a warm handshake can make such an indelible impact on another person. When they see that you are sincere, they will be inspired to live such a life. Often we hear stories of individuals who performed relatively minor acts which had incredible repercussions, even lifelong or life-altering impact. Just recently there was a story where a couple was vacationing in Switzerland. One evening they noticed a family sitting in the lobby of their hotel surrounded with all of their luggage. It seemed odd, so the couple approaches them and asked them why they were sitting there. The father explained that their flight was at 6 a.m. and since they have to depart to the airport at 4 a.m., it didn't pay for them to incur the costly expenses for hotel rooms for another night. He tells the family, I wouldn't allow you to sit in the lobby all night by yourself. Please come up to our room and spend the night there. They went up and they ended up talking all night until their taxi arrived in the morning to take them to the airport. A few months later, this couple who hosted the family sitting in the lobby receives the wedding invitation in the mail from a name they don't recognize. 
and it's addressed to him as the Mechutn. He was obviously very puzzled and confused. He looks up the phone number of the family, he calls up the father of the Kala and asks them if by any chance they sent him the invitation erroneously. And why is he addressed as the Mechutn? And the Kala's father tells him, We are the people who met you that night in the lobby of the hotel. Now let me tell you why we went to Switzerland. My daughter that you saw with us has left the fold and she was engaged to be married to a non-Jew, Rahman Nitzlan. I'm a man with little means, but I scratched together a few thousand dollars and decided to take a vacation with my wife and daughter as a last-ditch effort to try to convince her to leave her boyfriend and return to Yiddishkeit. We spent a week in Switzerland and as much as we tried to persuade her, nothing seemed to resonate. Then, the last night of our trip, as you saw us sitting there in the lobby, we were totally broken and despondent. Our funds were depleted. Our whole trip was deemed to be a failure. We couldn't influence her in any which way. Then, on the way home on the plane, we saw that she was deep in thought. And halfway through the flight, my daughter approaches my wife and me and tells us, The Shidduch is off. I'm leaving him. And I'll tell you why. It's because of that amazing couple we encountered in the hotel last night. If there are still such people that exist in this world, I want to be part of those people. She broke off her engagement and she started dating the yeshiva boy. And Baruch Hashem, she got engaged a few months ago and now she's getting married. It's to your credit that she returned to Yiddishkeit and she's marrying a nice from boy. That is why I addressed you as the Mechutin. There are numerous instances of people who despaired of life, felt like total failures, and even abandoned Yiddishkeit, but regained their vitality and their spirit and zest for life, all because one person cared to display a small act of kindness. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.